0: Blast! the dog fart?
1: Nah.
2: Yes, the dog <laughs> off-blasted. You did
3: startle the cat though, with that off-blast.
2: Good. My off-blasts are still effective.
3: Alright, <laughs> greetings fellow followers. This is your boy, uh, Fearless Filling wanda, lounging over here with our uh, special dogie. And uh, of course, next to special dogie is our Demon Lord Han. Say hello. Next to him is our uh, Master <laughs> of Gaming Rum. What's up and of course, like rounding everything out is the delivery man of Don. Hey, right. so yeah, let's just jump straight into it. Uh, let's talk some
1: tech stuffs. Uh, Don, you got uh, a few stories you wanted to share with us. Well, um, I found this interesting story about how in the University of Minnesota, uh, Masonic Hospital used virtual reality to successfully separate. Two conjoined twins um, that were joined at the heart. Hmm. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So they used 3D models to successfully separate them. Hmm. And that's, that's amazing.
3: pretty, neat. pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Because,
3: like, I mean, like, dealing with conjoined twins is always a big problem to begin with. A lot of times in the past, they would just leave the twins kind of fused together. Mm-hmm. For the most part so, so
0: so you use like micro cameras to use and use the VR to help separate them or uh,
1: they use the VR to create uh, virtual models so they played around with the models
0: oh you're talking about uh, so they, 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 did they use uh, 3d printing as well or was it just the in
1: in the VR world just in the VR world oh, Okay. yeah yeah
3: but still, though, that's pretty cool. Cause, yeah. I mean, like, back then, you know, initially, you didn't have doctors... Like, doctors didn't have those kinds of scenarios virtually available to them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it kind of speaks to, like, the advancement of uh, tech that we're able to get that far, especially with virtual reality tech. Yeah. That's right. You know.
0: I, I could see them using that for training purposes as well. Yeah. I'm sure they
1: already do. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're already doing that for... Um,
0: I know that the the government like for uh, soldiers and stuff they they use uh, VR uh, most I've heard stories about a uh, for people that have post-traumatic stress post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm they use that to help them uh, cope with with those scenarios that they were in
1: right exactly because they can play around with that mm-hmm. without yeah. without physically being there
2: yep. that yeah. and uh, with the instance you brought up with it being, you know, a very delicate and almost theoretical procedure,
1: mm-hmm. that's right.
2: No one's life is on the line. That's right. They can, you know, see if it's even doable before mm-hmm. they put them under the knife. Yep. And that way they don't have to unnecessarily risk someone. That and if you think about it as the doctor who has to go in there.
1: Yeah. That's right.
2: That would be probably qualifies post-traumatic stress as mm-hmm. well if that uh, operation goes south. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at the same token, though, that is a pretty amazing advancement. It kind of reminds me about how now they're able to 3D print organs mm-hmm. at this point. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been technologies like doing an uh, organic 3D printing that have come up with like, maybe someday we will get that replicator.
2: <laughs> I'm more concerned about you know going into the gene code and uh, getting rid of my need for glasses. You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> the whole Gattaca thing. Oh yeah. I, I want to be more
1: statuesque. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually what I'm waiting for because I'm I'm waiting for either the 3D virtual reality thing where they can actually um find an operation that could work mm-hmm. on on my eyes or get a complete new set of eyes yeah yeah you know
3: yeah. or just go for that uh
2: <laughs> round yeah. of claws
0: he's not he's not going to get down the cat is climbing on top of the <laughs> re- refrigerator right now because
3: he's like absolutely determined to perch up on top <laughs> Now, for a lot of you guys have. who have had cats, you know how this works, and know. yeah, that's yeah, nice. yeah. So, anywho, uh, so yeah, like the, we had, you know, of course, VR printing. Uh, what were some other really good stuff that came out this week, Adon?
1: I think. Let's see. The other thing that I thought was pretty interesting was that Lyft is now going to be working as a developer for self-driving software. Not so much the drive. The, Car itself, like Google or Uber so what Lyft is doing now is working with other companies to develop the software and then sell the software that's what I understood
3: hmm. kind of makes sense because like the the thing with companies like Uber and Lyft like they actually I think Uber themselves have taken a pretty big hit as of late mm-hmm. they're dealing with a lot of issues with the CEO
0: yeah the CEO had to or got fired didn't
3: he or do or quit
1: He stepped down. He
3: stepped down, like, after a whole bunch of a lot of his top staff all resigned. Mm -hmm. Mm. But, yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff, so... now, if only Trump would resign. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not likely. (laughs) But, yeah, like, but it's a really interesting game that they're playing because, you know, as much as, like, the self-drive, the whole, like, Uber and Lyft revolution was nice when it happened... At the same token, it's really hard to fight those unions that are part of, like, cabs mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Right. You know, because one of the things about, you know, Uber and Lyft is that they're not unionized, uh, which has actually been one of the main issues that they've been fighting about in Uber land. Right. So, you know, for Lyft, actually kind of sidestepping that to where, you know, because eventually it's going to happen. Like, self-driving cars, they're going to kind of take over.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: And yeah, which will probably happen when we're all you know too old telling, to drive anyway. Too old to drive anyway. We're too busy trying to tell people to get off our lawn. Yeah, <laughs> we're
2: currently telling people to get off our lawn. This even is we true. Don't have
3: one. Yep. <laughs> get off Where's my a- theoretical lawn.
4: <laughs> get off my patio. <laughs> get off
1: my philosophical lawn. <laughs> get but off my virtual lawn. Yeah. yeah, but it is an interesting deal That's in that. That's a couple that years.
0: We're gonna make we're gonna make a game for the VR headset. <laughs> no. Virtual lawn. Virtual lawn. Virtual lawn. And you can be an old guy telling kids to get off of it.
2: Oh, no, that's your only playable character, a geriatric, angry person who just wants people to go the fuck away. Yeah. You've got your mailmen. You've got your teenagers. You've got uh, happy couples. You're the dude from Up. Yes. Except you don't have secretly a uh, tear-jerkingly great story to tell. You're just a jerk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Might so Grand Theft Auto.
3: Like, or just call it Grand Toronto. Yes. <laughs> Grand Torino. Yeah. Well, no, I, mean, I was making, like, you can't actually use Grand Torino. Unless you're My Hero Academia. So, you <laughs> call it was... Grand Toronto. That way, you can, like, Grand Toronto VR. All the fox leather on your face you could ever want. Get off my lawn! <laughs> But yeah, digressing back to the original point.
2: Is there an and, empty chair next to him? There is an empty chair, and <laughs> your character is also just happens to be one of the good, the bad, or the ugly. You decide. That's yeah. your character creation options. <laughs> but no matter what, you will be unforgiven. And I'm done, so please continue. And you're a man with no name.
3: But, yeah, as I was saying, like <laughs> it fun. is interesting that Lyft is kind of sidestepping all of that to where even when the need for physical drivers fades away they'll still have a means of making money.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? That's right. Uh, of course, like, the next big thing is, like, it's not as much Ubering or lifting anymore. It's actually food delivery through, like, Uber Eats and DoorDash. E yep. 24 and all that nice little jazz. I don't that's know right. what Lyft uses, like, as their delivery name yet. They'll probably have something up soon.
1: Yeah, that's right. I don't think they have one yet.
0: There's something out there called, uh... Uh
3: favor okay. yeah, favor is another really big one yeah because a lot of these businesses they have no that what they do is they go up to a lot of restaurants that normally don't do delivery mm-hmm. or only do pick up style services right they will actually deliver that food to customers strangely enough
0: someone from favor came up to our work I <laughs> pick up pizzas to deliver to somebody else even though we deliver pizzas.
2: <laughs> maybe they were trying to game the system and no, get they, a carry out only.
0: They they ordered like they're paying more
3: for the favor stuff than our delivery fees would cost. Yeah, cuz like a and, lot with a lot of those businesses, they do run a little bit more expensive on a delivery fee like a typical like pizza delivery fee is maybe 2 to 250 whereas uh favor and companies like that usually charge a minimum of uh, six bucks, mm-hmm. but what I think it is is that the uh, tip is baked into that fee no. it's
0: separate
3: it's supposed to be separate but I mean like well in other words what happens is that like they know the driver for favor like they don't have to worry about tipping them out as much That makes sense. Yeah, right. It's more of like gaming the system so they don't have to tip. Yeah. Even though they're kind of paying more overall, but Mm -hmm. you know, it happens. But yeah, like I said, you know, interesting uh, deal that Lyft's doing. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool stuff.
2: Um. So please uh, discuss the uh, peer-reviewed midi-clorians
1: paper.
3: Oh dear God. So. (laughs) (laughs) do <laughs> what now
1: this this was just uh an article that that i found that it was pretty funny so this guy decided to write a paper uh supposedly this um scientifically based paper on star wars on the what you just said
2: midichlorians uh for those blissfully uh blissfully not familiar with midichlorians are they're an idiotic plot device introduced in the prequel trilogy To show that Anakin Skywalker is objectively more powerful than any other Jedi out there. That is their sole reason for existence. They're stupid. It's kind of like power levels in Dragon Ball Z. Except (laughs) midichlorians have spawned a fair amount of memes. But none are as famous as it's over 9,000. Even Dragon Ball dropped the whole power
0: levels thing.
2: Yeah, and if you notice, were midichlorians mentioned in episode uh, 7? No exactly because by the time four
0: like took place there was no such thing as melorans because all the Jedi were dead
3: hear <laughs> yes <And> so <laughs> let's, let's let's jump back into it so dude writes a paper about minilorine
1: and and the science behind it science and so the what he was doing is um, to see what would happen if uh, any journals would pick it up and they did <laughs> That five journals picked it up and they went along with it and they said yeah we're gonna publish it um, just fork off uh, some cash what yeah
0: it's like they want him to pay them to publish it yeah well I no. mean
1: that's
3: kind of part of how it works in the uh, peer review community I mean, yeah that's how they make their money at the end of the day
2: well how who would you consider a peer for science fiction science <laughs> yeah I know right so. I mean, do do they have degrees for this now? I I probably should have gone for that instead of programming or English lit or whatever I have like a sophomore's amount of credits towards.
1: <laughs> so yeah. I thought that I mean, as as a joke, that was that was pretty funny. I thought that was yeah, you know,
2: it was, and we like to keep it light here on the. Nippy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it
3: does kind of open up an interesting like can of worms though because one of the constant debates that goes on in like science and tech and everything else is the how valid are peer-reviewed articles because generally like peer-reviewed articles are supposed to be held to a really high standard because they're peer-reviewed by peeps that are very you know have high academic credentials Mm -hmm. so the very fact that you have a bunch of people with these level of qualifications Throwing themselves in and endorsing a paper that was based (laughs) off of Star Wars, which don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars as a series, but I just like, I kind of really want to get my hand on this article because I want to see exactly what was so compelling about it that they went ahead and peer-reviewed it and published it. Because otherwise, that could open the door up for some really nasty stuff to be accepted a lot of pseudoscience could be accepted as fact, you know, because of it. Yeah,
1: I can actually. Was um, it actually published though? It was, was published. Okay, it, it was, was published.
0: published. Yeah, he made it sound like the dude had to pay to get it published. Well,
1: both things happened because the five journals that accepted it, uh, three of them asked for money, two of them published it. Hmm. So I'm going to find the link and I'll, you know, we can post it.
2: We should yeah. probably post it in the uh, description. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely definitely because I think that would be a really interesting hotbed to kind of have a discussion about like about this should,
0: should uh should post a link for the uh, VR thing too yeah
3: yeah yeah. we'll, we'll put up in all the description links. below Yeah, put all links in the description <laughs> below but yeah so I mean yeah man just I was gonna throw me off the entire rest of the recording just like you know just sitting here just like somebody really got a fucking Star Wars <laughs> yeah. deal approved, peer-reviewed
2: <laughs> oh, well you can be ordained as a I think a Jedi either master or yep. you can marry people as a Jedi.
4: Yep.
0: It's a it's a it's a uh, recognized religion now
2: by the government. It has to be. Enough people, I forgot what year the census was, but enough people said, "Oh yeah, I'm a Jedi Knight." Mm-hmm. And it had to be included in the list of religions.
0: And now in in the military, when you're uh, putting your religion for your uh, dog tags, you can put in as Jedi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Since oh. it's a
0: recognized religion now. <laughs> How oh, far was, have we fallen? Because it, 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 it all depends on the census. If enough people... Put that they are a certain religion in the census the government has to recognize it as a religion
2: well the thing is it's not without precedent because you have scientology which was also written by a science fiction writer yep and it has a bunch of silly ideas
1: and pastafarians Hmm? Pastafarians, Pastafarians.
0: yeah because they they're they're pretty much atheists just making fun of religion but uh
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah. Now, this, exactly. like, I, I know what's gonna happen, like, not this census but the upcoming one. You know what's gonna happen, you go to a list of religions and like on one of the checkboxes it's gonna read Dicks out for Harambe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still wanna create a
0: uh, video game based religion Jeez. where the first book is Pong. So it's like uh, the first book of Pong and then it's like beep boop beep <laughs> boop beep boop, beep, boop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Please man. go
2: to Pong chapter three. In the, the beginning, beeps. there and was the a boops. beep and then a boop. <laughs> However, when Wright did not return the beep, right. there was a point, <laughs> and this point was good. <laughs> However, See, he gets it. too many points, <laughs> and, um, the joke's done. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know. And like-
3: then,
0: like, later on, there'd be, like, the Book of Mario and the Book of Sonic, and <laughs>
3: but, uh, now these two like,
2: divided the world it's
3: kind of like you know you get to, you get back from Sunday service and you know you go up to your kids it's like look there guys y'all be careful out here I'm gonna have to go use the bathroom I'm gonna be in there for a while I'll come back after you after the book of Super Nintendo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, no, they, when, they, when they get to the book of uh, uh, N64
0: let me know <laughs> yeah Oh, and don't you little jeez.
2: bastards put in any cheat codes. <laughs> yeah, the Konami code. <laughs> the blood <laughs> code.
3: <laughs> oh, Lordy. Speaking of gaming stuff, so uh, we'll kind of segue a little bit over to this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for the course of the day of this recording, it was the Pokemon Go Fest over in Chicago. Um, the whole point, was that it's been a year of Pokemon Go, of course this giant kind of social media phone mobile phenomenon that first took around last year. So they wanted to celebrate it by unveiling legendaries for the first time, and their main event was going to be in Chicago, which are is open, everybody can come in. The whole point is everybody get together do goals, catch Pokemon, and you know, at the end of it, if they did enough, they'd get legendaries to appear and try to catch those. And everybody, of course, outside of Chicago would also be helping towards this goal. Well, things didn't quite go as well as he planned. Um, to begin with, the uh, cell phone signal inside that park, Grant Park, was shot. <laughs> um whenever uh, they came out to make announcements, they were getting booed like crazy. They couldn't even do any of the goals that Niantic had set for the event, because of course nobody could catch any Pokemon. The servers were crashed, everything else. <laughs> so, it ended up culminating with instead, Niantic, for everybody that attended the event, they got like $100 worth of Poke of Pokecoin. They got, like, all sorts of, like, balls and stuff, and they were all given free Lugias. Which, as you guys know, is, like, one of the big legendary Pokemon. Basically, when you combine... Neither did I. (laughs) Yeah, like, for for those who are, like, not great in Pokemon lore, when you combine the three main legendary birds, Moltres, Zapdos, and uh, Artucano, you get Lugia. So, kind of the super all powerful bird, like right. it was featured in Pokemon the movie two thousand. The ultimate. What about bird? Shoe? I <laughs> hear
2: he's strong against uh, spider types.
3: I heard that a lot too. You know, bug types. Bug types. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like it. Kind of also speaks to like Pokemon Go was a really po- is a really popular app. But, like, from day one, it's been kind of riddled with problems, and I think this was kind of the culmination of that. Yeah.
2: Well, it had its bloom when it first came out, Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of died off, and you never heard anything about it. Yeah. Everybody was freaking out over it when it first
0: came out. mm -hmm. Exactly.
2: And then it, you know, the fervor died away, and maybe this uh, year anniversary was them trying to regain that initial steam they had, but it's kind of unfortunate that it just kind of blew up in their faces. Well, like they
3: said there and it blew up pretty good at first. And then they were sustaining stuff throughout the summer, but then in the fall time they made some really wonky balance changes in which they turned around and made like even low-level Pokemon almost impossible to catch. Hmm. Basically to try to drive people to spend money on Pokeballs. Right. Like, they were trying to, like, kind of increase the whaling portion of the mobile game. hmm And when that happened, that kind of turned a lot of people away. Yeah. I mean, of course, they went back and kind of rebalanced it a little bit later, but... By then, it was already too late. It was it kind of, sort of. I mean, it's got a pretty steady crowd. They make a pretty good amount of money per month, but... That summer of Pokemon Go can't really be duplicated. Nope. Of course, for Nintendo, it worked all perfectly because because of how big Pokemon Go was, it got a lot of lapsed fans into Pokemon again, which then led into Sun and Moon becoming the biggest entries in the series.
2: <laughs> so, on a tangentially related topic, didn't a while ago you mention some kind of Harry Potter-esque or Harry Potter-themed Pokemon Go-esque game? Yeah, a while back they were talking about it, but I never heard anything
0: else about it, so. Ah,
2: so it's either in development hell, never materialized, yeah. or J.K. Rowling said no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of which I would applaud her for. I would I would
1: say yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I think you said at, at that time that you're still waiting for the Dark Souls
3: version of that. <laughs> Dark Souls Go.
4: Where your <laughs> phone just hits you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, okay, show me that... Now it's Ow. like... What'd you do? Ah!
0: Every, every time you, you you walk down somewhere, you see a giant monster and you have to run away from
3: it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you can't <laughs> fight it.
4: No, <It's laughs>
2: so you ultimate... can fight it. It will just kill you. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like the ultimate AR game. You see a monster, you immediately just start running. Like, no!
2: <laughs> hey, it'd be really good for people who uh, wanted to go jogging.
3: Yeah. True that. You know, the ultimate exercise uh, routine.
2: It's like, huh... Night Artorias. Fuck, nope!
3: (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, like, uh, so, going for Pokemon, um, actually Adon's got a really good bit here. So, for a lot of you guys Mm. who don't know, Adon is a little bit on the visually impaired side, so Mm -hmm. he doesn't touch into a whole ton of games that often, but you have the opportunity to play what's considered to be, like, a pretty good current-gen game It's actually getting a sequel this fall. And that was Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, how was that experience?
1: So it was fun. Um, I'm, I have simple tastes um, in games overall. So first-person shooters are pretty cool. Like, um, I really enjoyed Gears of War, and the series because you just shoot and kill. Yep. Aliens. First one was really good.
2: Well, yeah. you do slam Monster Energy drinks when you're not chainsawing aliens. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And
1: that's all I'm asking for. That's all I want. Slam Monster Energy drinks. Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to
2: go on a Monster Energy drink run after this. Why am I plugging that fuck I <laughs> Because I work overnights and we practically live on the shit. <laughs>
1: you do. You can. So, so you can. I'd rather not. <laughs> So that's what I—that's what you do in Shadow of, of Mordor. Uh, you just kill ogres. Yep. Um, and that's—that's that's what I did, and it's pretty enjoyable.
2: Well, you might uh, be thrilled to find that the Assassin's Creed series that uh, Jason is so high on mm-hmm. is essentially a non Lord of the Rings version of uh, Shadow of Mordor. Actually, Lord Lord of the
0: uh, Shadow of Mordor was created by one of the guys who helped create uh, uh, Assassin's Creed 2.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah.
0: You probably like the Assassin's Creed games Mm -hmm. quite
2: a bit. Although it doesn't have the uh, nemesis system. So you can't watch Douche Gut Ripper go from (laughs) uh, Spear Carrying Grunt to Lord of the Horde just to boot his ass off a cliff.
0: But in Brotherhood you can recruit uh, assassins to your uh, cause and gain them levels.
2: Frederick LaDouche? Yep. But can you boot him off a cliff when you're tired of him?
0: No, you can sit him on a ship and have him die on the ship.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> now we know
1: Jason's playstyle.
2: Yes. If he so. invites you to go boating, watch the <laughs> fuck out.
1: <laughs> Something that I also enjoyed about the game is that when you get killed, the ogre that kills you uh, goes up in um, levels. Yeah. That's how you get Douche Gut Ripper to command the entire horde. So, yeah. And that's what happened. So, you know, the friend that I was playing, I was playing a friend's game. So I think <laughs> my friend's uh, uh, game is going to have to start over again. Cause... <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Because I got killed a lot. So. Man,
2: uh, I played this game and it was handable. Now they're all super fucking powerful. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody
0: so, playing somebody else's Skyrim account and they go into the uh, going to the town and everybody's dead except for the guards and they attack you as soon as you walk in.
2: What <laughs> <Pretty laughs> happened here? Pretty you much. happened here. Yeah. yeah.
3: What? Uh, that and like you find out that all of your danger armor and everything was just thrown off of a cliff. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just running
3: around naked.
1: So, why, is this,
0: why is everything hitting me wo- once and I'm dying? Oh, yeah. shit.
1: <laughs> Something that helped me a lot um, being visually impaired is that um you can do this thing i don't know what they call it in the game where you um make yourself glow and make the ogres glow
0: Yeah, it's uh i forgot what it's called but it's like when uh, frodo, frodo, frodo puts the, the wing one. ring on and yeah. goes into the uh uh other realm
1: whatever okay and so that helps me fi- that helped me found find the ogres hmm. yeah. a lot of the times. And and get my, my bearings in the game and, and uh not get it's a really lost. dark yeah.
3: color game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the brown is strong with Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. But real is brown. <laughs> y- yeah, there's have... always there's always so like but does it sepia tate? and brown tone you can get? But does it taste like purple? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Real tastes like purple. Yeah, real tastes like purple.
1: And um, <laughs> how high the... was this
2: person when they came to this realization?
1: <laughs> the... So gone. the AI is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I heard a
3: lot of good things about the AI. It the... was an enjoyable game.
1: The sequel is supposed to be coming
0: out this fall, and uh, it's supposed to have same uh, similar uh, concepts where you can recruit people or recruit orcs and stuff to huh. add to your army.
1: Something else that was really fun, uh, is that there's, you know, that, the, um, is related to the AI, uh, is that you can guide ogres, um, in, into dogs, like the, uh, gremlin dogs or whatever they're called, yeah. like the huge dogs that... The wargs? Yeah.
3: Can't remember, can't you also even guide them into fighting each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because isn't there a mechanic where you can, like, possess them using the uh, spirit with you? And that basically just makes them do dumb shit. Mm -hmm. And all of that just makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, There was... uh, Ideas like that have been floating around. I think it's just that the technology is finally able to cope with it. Right. Like, uh, back in the Dreamcast days, there was a plan. Have any of you played Chaka and the Forever Man? No. no. It's a platformer based on a comic about a swordsman who challenged death to a duel. And immortality was the prize. And they never say whether he won or not, but he is undying. However, he's in service to death. So it leaves it very vague whether he won or not, because... Yeah, he got the immortality he sought, but he's essentially a permanently indentured servant. Mm-hmm. But the idea was, they were going to have a Dreamcast game where, you know how they give you options on how to complete things in Shadows of Mortar. You could just give it an arrow between the eyes, or you could convince uh, Blood Fiend Intestine Eater mm-hmm. to go kill Douche Gut Ripper? No, that's right. I'm going to keep going back to Douche Gut Ripper. <laughs> um... Or you could do any number of things. You could, you know, throw a picture of a naked... Oh, wait, that's Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You had options of how to do it. And in this check-in game that they were talking about, but it never materialized, they had stuff like that. Like, say you were, you were told by death to go take out this one person who absolutely loves this one trinket. And they were talking about it, and yeah, you could straight up since you are a swordsman who at least matched death in single combat, you could go, "Hey, let's rock, buddy," or you could take that thing he loves, dangle it over a cliff like a dick, mm-hmm. and then watch him as he goes full lemming
1: right after. Yeah,
2: and I'm really glad that the technology has finally caught up to these things that people have been imagining for years. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. big thing, time to plug Navy Devil of the Fighting and its return. Uh, characters in Street Fighter 5, they actually have different win quotes based on who they fight. Mm. Also, another big thing of the uh, pre-fight taunts that they have in Mortal Kombat X. Like, say if mm. Jason Voorhees is fighting <laughs> Cassie Cage, who's a little bit of a blonde bimbo, so she is kind of Jason Voorhees bread and butter to chop to pieces. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, oh no, I'm so totally scared. No, I'm gonna fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I am not quoting verbatim. But anyway. Neat. Yeah. Moving I mean, on.
3: like yeah, I mean choices in games are, you know, getting better and better. Of course I remember when it kinda of started with the fable series. Yeah. As incredibly Too flawed as as incredibly flawed as that is, you know. It really kinda of helped advance that old concept. Yeah, Dishonored had had a pretty good uh
0: mm. alternate paths to do things
2: as well. Mm. Yeah. And I would say that Fable 2 really reached its pinnacle in the second iteration. Well, that's just me.
1: But uh, it has to start somewhere.
2: No. Indeed, it does. And it started with Pong. <laughs> <laughs> with See? The beeps. It's a... And the boops. And it was good. It would be a anyway. great
0: religion, would it not? Yeah. <laughs> no, it it would not. <laughs> anyway,
2: uh, this past week, Evo 2017 happened. Yep. Which, if you're not familiar, is a huge fighting game competition, and a lot of neat announcements came out of that. Um, Plenty of DLC characters, uh, which one of was a new Street Fighter V DLC character named Abigail, who I found out recently is a reskin of Hugo and a boss in the Final Fight series. It looks kind of neat. You'd expect him since he's a hulking huge guy to be a grappler, but he really didn't do many throws. So we still need to wait and see what comes out of that to see what kind of character he is. We also will have to wait and see to see what the other two season two characters are. Because we've got uh, Akuma, Colin, Ed, who completely struck me out of surprise. I Did not know about him until I signed into Street Fighter V the other night. Uh, He's apparently a mix somewhere between Balrog and an annoying kid. Hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. But now we've got Abigail. Mr. Tires are high fashion. Look at my guns. (laughs) And kind of curious who the other two will be. Uh, They've also got, in the realm of DLC, Tekken 7 is getting another... uh, guest character in the form of Geese Howard from the King of Fighters series. Which is really interesting because Tekken 7, I'm not sure how many more guest characters they're going to do, but both are villains, which is an interesting uh, design choice because, say, if a villain is a really big hit, you can keep them around, yeah. But, if they're not, you can just go, okay, fuck them. Go away.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's got even more interesting because, like, in Geese, they kind of pick like a weeaboo
2: yeah a little bit (laughs) but that seems to be a theme in games now they're picking weeaboos like uh, in the samurai quest line slight spoilers for uh, Final Fantasy 14 samurai quest line your main well no actually he just kind of shows up he's a villain of the week but he is a giant weeaboo it's like ooh look at my katana collection Look at my geisha dancers. Look at my cowboy hat-wearing samurai. (laughs) Yeah, he uses gladiator weapon skills, but they are making that point that he's totally not a samurai. Your true samurai ass is going to fuck him up, even though you're a blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman. (laughs) Your mileage may vary. So much desu. Yep, Um, but yeah going back to the thing about uh, Tekken 7 having villains as guest characters, it is neat because you are able to get rid of them. Say if a hero hits, like Link in Soul Calibur 2, you come back in a subsequent game and you're like, hey, where's that hero? He's doing good. We liked him. Why get rid of him? And Cap, front and center, (laughs) the true star of this show. Interesting thoughts. Um, Also, a new... Game was announced, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which details are scant at this moment because it has been just announced a week ago. But it does seek to ram together characters from Blaze Blue, made by the house that guilty Gear built, Arc System Works. Which I actually thought that uh, Daisuke Ishiwatari, the guy, the creative force, and you know. Guy who runs the music department for uh, Arc System Works, it seems, was also the driving force behind Blaze Blue, but apparently not. Uh, a guy by the name of Toshimichi Mori handles that. So that was a bit of a uh, the more you know moment for me. It was <laughs> kind of nice. And uh, so yeah, it has the Blaze Blue characters. It has uh, the Belgian fighter Undernight in Birth, which for those of you that don't know, it's a well, as mentioned, doujin fighter, which uh, are mostly about spectacle and it's a small group of people who come together. They make a fighting game more difficult to make than a uh, visual novel, which is what most doujin circles do that make video games. But it has an interesting system. It kind of runs along the lines of um, a little bit of Arcana Hearts. Very similar. But uh, it also throws in another Art System Works game, which borrows from uh, Atlas's Persona series, uh, Persona 4 Arena. Which I had the question of: Will they keep auto combos? Because Persona 4 Arena had the auto combos. You could just mash square, and you would get good damage out of it. Punishable as fuck by someone who knew what they were doing, but you could still get good damage out of it at a low level and feel like you're doing something which might push you to actually get to a higher level. You look like you want to say something.
3: No. Okay. Well, I think, like, the most interesting part of that unveil, though, was the very end.
2: Yes, with the uh, Ruby Rose being in it. Which, I find that very (laughs) interesting that not only did they get the licensing to get across, but it's just, Kind of neat. Uh, apparently, Rooster Teeth themselves joked about uh, Ruby fighting game, which not exactly and a little misleading, but good on them for teasing the public. Yeah, who, who exactly. Is, Who's is Ruby Rose? The main character from Ruby. Uh, uh, it's yeah. Red Riding Hood never, reimagined. Never seen it.
3: Oh. Ruby, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, is the series that developed was developed by Monty Om before his death, mm-hmm. and. Um, because, like, he had been with Rooster Teeth for a few years, helping them out with Red versus Blue, so they gave him the shot to make his own show, and he created Ruby as a response. Mm-hmm. Um, actually really successful. It's even got its own uh, Japanese dub, hmm. which you can find on Crunchyroll. Yep, yeah, it's on Crunchyroll.
1: Ruby Chib- Chibi, is it? Or is no, not totally no, but the actual series. series. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They just yeah.
0: which redubbed it in Japanese
2: i will personally apologize to the american voice actress for ruby but holy fuck, her voice is annoying in english
1: a little bit yeah yeah anyway but she's a little girl so i think they wanted to go with that you probably know, annoying yeah. little girl
0: uh, comic-con's going on right now too oh yep
2: that's why all the trailers have been dropping today that makes sense and um in further EVO fighting news, uh, Jubei was announced for Blaze Blue. Speaking of Blaze Blue, uh, probably another DLC character. He's really neat. He seems to play a little bit like Taukaka, matched, mashed with a bit of gin, for those familiar with the series. Mm. For those not, get good scrubs.
3: Yeah, he's kind of like I have a, a, a Jubei here on my tummy. You do? Yes, I do.
2: He is the most precious, Jubei. Yes, he is. Who is completely ignoring me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, let's see if I give you treats in the future. <laughs> yeah.
3: But, yeah, just kind of segue over a little bit, you know, Comic-Con is happening right now this weekend. Like, all the hot, all the hot stuff, the hot trailers are coming out, you know. Um, uh, probably, like, already my favorite so far would be the Thor Ragnarok trailer. That was really good. So. Yeah, that and the
0: uh, Ready Player One trailer was pretty good. Yeah.
2: Aside I, I from, thought that was interesting. Aside from his misguided fixation on a very crappy decade, (laughs)
0: yeah, (laughs) a lot of cool Cool. stuff came out of the '80s. Yeah, Uh, but we came
2: out of the '80s. It was a horrible decade. A lot of cool stuff came out of the '80s, and some not cool things did, like new wave.
1: I don't know, like the the movies were so cheesy. The songs, the lyrics. Back to the Future. Back to the Future was also kind of cheesy. One of the greatest.
0: Fucking movies ever, Karate Kid, you know, you
1: can Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, yeah.
3: But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, plus without the eighties, we wouldn't have been given the gift of Stan Bush, the man behind such iconic theme songs. You know, was like Fight to Survive, yes, Iron Eagle, <laughs> the Touch, the
1: Eye of the Tiger. And you got the well, Eye of the
3: Tiger was Survivor.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. but still, you
3: know, like he did the Karate
0: Kid theme too, didn't he?
3: Um, I think he did the first one, You're the Best Around. Yeah. Uh, the second one was done by, uh, That was
0: supposed to be a, uh, a song for, uh, Rocky.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they,
0: uh, <laughs> they didn't want it. They went with Eye of the Tiger instead.
3: Yeah, but, uh, but, yeah, the funny, but, yeah, and, of course, like, the second Karate Kid theme song was Glory of Love by Pierce Sotara formerly of Chicago at that point. <laughs> Yeah, I know my 80s. is <laughs> Billy Nwanda,
2: our 80s encyclopedia. You know.
0: Hey, hey, remember, remember the 80s? Remember? <laughs> yeah, I
1: remember. I remember.
3: So, yeah, I remember with my CNC
1: remember? surf factory. Like,
0: remember Pig pong? Remember ping yeah. I remember.
1: <laughs> it was an innocent decade. It know, really so was. Crossfire. So that was much 90s cocaine. <laughs> Aside from the cocaine and the hookers. All the
2: cocaine and the, and the corporate corruption. yeah.
3: <laughs> but. but at least we're getting stuff like Stranger Things out of it. Yes.
0: That trailer oh, dropped this. today too. Yeah, that's right. It was so good. I can't wait for that series. Yeah. Everything's coming out on October 27th, though. For some reason. There's a whole like bunch of stuff coming out for the Halloween.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense.
3: Although we did get a, they did announce a new uh, Iron Fist series.
2: Really? Oh. The one
3: thing they didn't announce though was who was going to be show running it. Because apparently, uh, the dude who ran the train wreck that was season one has apparently bolted off to help out on the Inhumans. Oh God.
2: You mean, fuck up?
3: Yeah, pretty much. So the I do have to say, as much of a horrible deal season one was of Iron Fist, if they get a different showrunner on there, they can actually salvage the character.
2: Yeah. Or if they have the master of Kung Fu actually be bothered to do Kung Fu.
3: Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> the
0: like funny because Maybe by the time Defenders comes out he'll actually have some training under his belt.
2: And no. it won't be a white belt? Yeah. No, even in that second defender's trailer, nobody with a martial art joke. No, you're good. You had the
1: the white belt. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, that's the uh,
1: yeah, the lowest Mm -hmm. when little kids start out. Yeah, Yeah.
3: no, like going by that second defender's trailer, like dude was flat out still the white belt next to Jessica, Matt, and uh, Luke.
2: Well, Matt would be the black belt. Jessica just street fights and Luke also just street fights yeah
0: well he he's invulnerable so he doesn't really have to yeah do they anything. don't
2: need any you know martial arts it's like but jessica, i will parry your attack and use your momentum to make just punched can, in the face
0: jessica can still get hurt but she's strong as shit so
2: yeah and i don't think she gives enough of a shit to actually learn to fight it's like this bad guy down most yeah. of the time she's drunk off her
3: ass I exactly <laughs> yeah
2: so well maybe she could be taught drunken boxing hey yeah that'd there be awesome go.
3: It worked for Rock Lee. That's right. That's <laughs> wait, 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 Lee.
2: wait, what? You haven't seen that? Yeah. Uh, right before, uh, I think it's during Sasuke Retrieval, uh, after he's been wrecked up by Gaara, uh, Rock mistakes Guy's sake for his medicine. So he does a full episode or two fight against Kimimaro doing drunken boxing.
0: I probably saw it, but it, it was probably early uh, yeah. Shippuden, so...
2: No, it's not Shippuden. It's pre Shippuden.
3: It's yeah, Naruto Part One.
2: Uh huh. During the Sasuke retrieval arc. Yeah, it doesn't. Before really... they went into filler hell.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's been I... a while since
0: I've seen original Naruto.
3: Yeah, I don't think it was mentioned a whole ton in Shippuden. Mainly because they, they emphasized more of the gates mm-hmm. and all that nice little jazz. But it's kind of one of those like fun little facts about Rock League.
2: He's incredibly adept at drunken boxing, and they made a version of uh, Drunken Lee in the PS2 Naruto Met Heroes series. It was awesome.
3: Nice. <laughs> kind of interested if they're going to do that with Metal Lee, too. I don't you know. know. Boruto.
0: Yeah. It'd probably help him get over his little phobia. Yeah.
2: But he's a kid. He's not legally or ethically supposed to drink.
0: Yeah. Neither yeah. was Rock Lee.
2: Yeah, but True he mixed that. up guys' sake for his medicine, so that's totally forgivable. Yeah. <laughs> Not contrived at all, mm-hmm. but yeah. still awesome.
4: <laughs> but
3: speaking of uh, dank animus, uh, me and Adon are going to kind of take center stage for just a second. Because uh, um, we both have watched the, like I now joined Adon in watching the anime Eighteen Yeah. Because after like everything about last week, I was kind of like, you know what? Let me give this show a try. Let me see what this is all about, you know. And, and of course, like I like I watched it subbed, and I was kind of watching through it, and it's just kind of like, man, this is kind of like some trippy, crazy. I should be doing acid kind of shit yeah. watching
0: this. That's why I skipped
3: it.
4: And then the <laughs> cat
3: appeared. Yeah. And then the cat's voice actor started talking. And I was like, I know this voice. Mm-hmm. Just I get... recognize this shit from somewhere. And so that voice actor immediately hooked me. I was like paying even more attention than ever before. And overall, like, I think it's a really interesting concept, because every episode is directed by a different director. It's not the same guy. like there's a lot of anime series. You have one or two guys at helm a lot of the episodes, maybe three. So that way it kind of stays under a unified vision for the most part, with the other directors kind of stepping in to give main director a break. But with 18-F, it's got an interesting deal in that every episode's kind of a different flavor.
1: That so, is really cool.
3: Yeah, that, that is really nice. And it also kind of helps because, you know, the first two episodes that I've watched so far, because episode three dropped, what, today? Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. So I haven't had a chance to catch episode three, but it looks like each deal is going to be kind of like, there is a little bit of an overarching bend to it, but each, you know, which in this case, is dealt with in its own self-contained story from
1: beginning mm-hmm. to end. Right.
3: And it also helps flesh out the, char- the main character a lot more, and also flushes out our neko bros as well, which, you know, like, I was just like, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, I know this dude, I know this dude. And then I looked him up, because I thought at first he was the voice actor of Gintama. And then I realized he's actually somebody who's actually part of the same voice acting group as Dude, but he is actually the voice of Dio in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hmm. And he's done, like, a bunch of other stuff as well, but that's one of the main things he's known for. But with 18F, like, my main deal is, is that, like, I'm kind of along with a non at this point. Like I highly recommend it, but the same token, is one of those series where, you know, you either cool. like
0: it or you hate it. I'm, I'm on the hate side. So.
3: Yeah, I would say it's 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 good. It's an effort It's like it's really not. It's really hard to find an in between. Mm-hmm. You're either gonna really really like it,
1: or dismiss it.
3: Or you're gonna dismiss it. Mm-hmm. You know, me I me I kind of like it because I like the whole concept and. I like how the main character is not necessarily one-trick pony, but he's very multifaceted. Yeah. Because, like, in one episode, he tried, he helps this girl wake up. In the other ep- in the episode, too, spoilers! You know, he helps the other witch kill these bastards, you yeah. know? So, I'm kind of interested to see what episode three brings.
1: I am, too, because now, now he's a murderer. He actually killed someone.
3: Yeah. But I, I, I bet you they won't even really touch on that they'll probably have because it's a, a different
1: st- director it's well
3: they'll have like in story wise too they'll have them move into another dream world and mm-hmm. just be like a new set of stuff to solve Yeah, <clears throat> you know, what is our uh, dashing hero going to do this time
2: block puzzles <laughs>
1: yeah
3: that's a real real probability so anyway
1: damn how- I
2: hope those died in the PSX
1: era <laughs>
3: <laughs> especially with like how visually trippy
0: this show is a uh, new-, new show just came out today The uh, The Reflection uh, Stan Lee produced anime series. Uh, he had the idea, so he gave it to a, a Japanese studio to create it. I'm not digging it though.
1: What is it about?
0: Uh, I only watched the first five minutes of it, but it's supposed to be like some kind of like superhero show. The it's name. like the the uh, these new uh, superheroes just suddenly start popping up, sort of like
3: uh,
2: My
1: Hero Academia.
3: Sort of,
2: but or did Lex Luthor steal all the ExoBytes from Brainiac? <laughs>
3: That's a very real probability. But yeah, uh, it's just
0: uh, the, it starts out with uh, these these girls in Japan, and they're one of them's looking at their phones like, "Oh my God, this is going on right now. Is this even real life?" And it's these guys in America fighting
3: in uh,
1: <laughs> Times Square. I see.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, I remember his last anime series that he kind of did the same thing he produced it and, like, kind of came up with the initial concept was, a uh, Hero Man, which was actually pretty well acclaimed by a lot of people on both sides of the, uh, of the ocean. Yeah. But so. I don't know.
0: The art style in this show is really bad. It's, uh, sort of like a cross between, uh, Like, some 3D stuff, whatever. And it looks more like concept art than it does, uh, or storyboarding, rather than it does an actual, like, finished product.
2: Is it better than Berserk's animation?
0: It's worse. Hmm. There's hardly any lighting in the show.
2: Do characters walk up having zombie eyes, not emoting at all?
0: Sometimes they don't have faces. It's just Blank.
3: Like I said, it's like a storyboard. This Hmm. is going to probably uh, like uh, this is going to require a full watch, sir.
2: Yeah, this is definitely something we're going to have to revisit because it sounds kind of like an April Fool's joke. No,
3: I mean, like I said, I mean, I have encountered some anime like like Ninja Slayer is a really infamous example. (laughs) You know. Like the beginning, people were
0: talking, they have no faces. There's nothing there, and they do a close up, and they, there's your face all of a sudden.
2: Hmm. Maybe it's a deep comment about how before you get to know people. No. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just.
3: Uh, no. Uh, I'm being <laughs> facetious. Yeah. Yeah, but now, like, my, my curiosity's peaked, so I'll have to check this one out. I mean, if anything, it could be another good wind-down anime. Just kind of like Restaurant to Another World. (laughs) Or (laughs) You you still got to watch Ajo Girl.
2: (laughs) I'll get around to it eventually. It's only 12 minutes per episode. I'll get around to it eventually. (laughs) Well, if you're going to watch something short, always watch I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying. I actually finished that. I still got to watch that one. Mainly because
3: I found out that that was the uh, series that the creator of Kobayashi's Dragon Maid did before Kobayashi's Dragon Maid.
2: Yeah, they character designs do look very similar, so Mm -hmm. I could definitely see that.
3: So yeah, I ended up checking that out like pretty Uh, shortly after season one of Dragon Maid ended.
0: Episode two of Gamers came out this week. Is that's getting to be a really good series? What is it? It's this. uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Basically, long story. This, like this the, girl created a gaming group for her school, mm-hmm. and she's trying to recruit this one kid that's in a different class as her, uh, who's really into gaming, and he refuses to, to join them.
3: Yeah, because what it comes down to is the gaming group is basically like MLG Pro, You want know, made 360, no scope Bro kind of stuff. And he's more of like, I just he's, play for fun. Yeah, he's a casual gamer. Mm. Like, his main deal is he likes playing mobile games. So, and
0: console games, but yeah. non non multiplayer, more RPG
2: type. Yeah. So why would he be a desirable candidate? Because shovelware and RPGs do not, you know, make you a good match for those type, the games that would be played competitively. Yeah. In fact, they would dull your skills in
1: that arena. She secretly has a crush on him. Yep. Oh, no. of course.
0: <laughs> she does. Yep. She stalks him in the second yeah. episode.
1: There you go. The, the, Sounds
0: the, charming.
3: Yeah. And a don with like the, the the pierce right through the heart. <laughs> That's why he's the like, delivery
0: man. Yeah, he just delivers that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, like that,
3: wonderful, that wonderful bit right there. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played.
2: <laughs> yes. oh, thank you. I try.
0: But yeah, it's a it's a pretty good
2: series so far.
3: And you know, in our uh, ever so expanding quest of you know, my hair academia. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was waiting for that. Oh, no, that was going to come up eventually,
3: we're talking more about along the lines of, you know, Otaku dies and goes to a fantasy world deal. Which one? There's
0: two of them out right now. Oh, there's more than two. No, I mean, like, Uh, currently on there. (laughs) Okay, okay, Well, you actually
3: (laughs) just finished a uh, series that I've kind of been recommending for a while. Re-Zero.
0: Yeah. So. Just finished that series uh, a couple days ago. yeah. Really good show.
3: Yeah, Uh,
0: I I I don't know how to explain it without spoiling it though.
3: I mean, like for a lot of folks who haven't checked it out yet, it's it follows the archetype of neat gets dragged to a different world, gets dragged to a different world, thinks he has like, but his his
0: power though is he can die a lot. <laughs>
3: and then he, he resets himself back to a certain time. He gets checkpoints. Yeah. If he reaches a
0: checkpoint it changes from then on. So. Are
2: those checkpoints located on the edge of tomorrow? <clears throat> oh <laughs> No. No. But you know if he gets good enough, all you need is kill. <laughs> and I'm I'm done with those puns. Yeah, so actually
3: I would say like every time like no what it is is that he, he reaches a bonfire.
2: He refills his sunny delight. Yeah,
3: that's actually one of the big like deals about uh, rezero is that it's pretty much like the dark souls of a talking meat goes to a fantasy world.
2: Yep. But is it soul crushingly depressing? Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Extremely. Good. Especially towards like episode thirteen or so.
3: Yeah, episode thirteen is like considered one of the most infamous ones. God. One Damn, that was bad. <laughs> it's the one where it goes from like.
0: He goes fucking Oh, I don't wanna say anything. I don't wanna say anything. You gotta watch it. It's yeah. that good.
3: Yeah, if you're going to watch a shiny Otaku Neat getting dragged into a fantasy world anime. Watch uh, watch R.E.Z. No no
0: no. if you're gonna watch a shiny Otaku Neat goes to a different fantasy world, watch In Another World with my smartphone. <laughs> oh. Or uh Knights and Magic. Oh. <laughs> whoever <laughs> thought running. of that
2: title should be fired
1: and it's like it's I like, agree.
0: it's knights with an apostrophe S, yes so
1: it's misspelled. and magic yeah so <laughs> i would like to purchase
2: some and for my home yep. and or workspace it's the where amp- am I,
0: ampersand
2: too where <laughs> might i purchase an ampersand is it like does he carry it around does he hit people with it? Can he get an ampersand plus one? Who the fuck writes this shit? Yeah.
3: Actually, I'm kind of waiting for the series where, uh... Knights and magic. The otaku, um... You know, dies and wakes up in a fantasy world except he's an orc named...
1: douche gut ripper. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that there's something very similar to what just you just said, Overlord.
0: Yes. Yeah, sort of. That is a really good show. Uh guy's playing like an online mmo yeah uh playing it all the way up till the servers are being turned off but the servers don't get turned off and then <sighs> i know but he can't log out he's stuck
1: and he's stuck as as his uh avatar,
0: avatar. Mm-hmm. and all the npcs start talking as if they're players
1: What's interesting is that this guy, like, in the game, like, he's he's a huge, huge NEAT.
0: Yes, he's, well, wasn't he like a, uh, well, office was worker he a salary salary man? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a salaryman. He, he was a salaryman.
2: But, so, he's a video game otaku, but not quite a NEAT. Not a NEAT. Yes. Are yes. you familiar with the, uh, NEAT acronym? No. Not, not
0: in education, uh, uh, what's the other E? Uh,
1: employment, employment or training. Employment or training. Okay, so, he has employment entry.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. But ah. he still is an otaku, which that's a whole other can of worms that we should probably discuss, the misuse of the word otaku. In Japan, it is not a nice thing to say to someone. Right. Nope. It's like... However, it's been, you know, taken over here. It's like, yeah, I'm an anime fan. That means that I'm a I'm an otaku. Meaning you never leave your house and just pursue your interests? That's me. Not something to be proud of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in in this game Overlord he, um he dies because he can't go back to reality. So he's mm, he's not dead. He's not dead, but Is you, he we, not dead? he's he He's
0: his his avatar was a uh, Lich King. Oh, he's a giant skeleton.
2: Yeah, I saw he goes from yeah, but
0: he He can't. Die, I mean, he hasn't died yet. He's so he's so fucking overpowered.
2: Nobody can touch him. Well, there's that harem that forms around him that tries to touch him.
3: Oh yes, there's always a harem.
2: Of course. But Why they're else? All, what else would you do with your Gary Stew? They surround him with beautiful
0: women. They're all the NPCs that he like wound up reprogramming yeah, before it, the server shut down. It, <laughs> it, 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 it
1: gets it gets a, l- <laughs> a little just very slightly more complicated than, than she an is average the the main hero. the main chick is
0: yeah. like a, a so With him though she will murder a bitch
1: (laughs) just for looking at the dude (laughs) and so if anything it's very amusing and very entertaining yes it's not season two should be coming out uh, I'm waiting for winter yeah I believe
2: well the way you sell it makes it sound kind of interesting because if you approach things a certain way but when I watched an episode of a rum shoulder I was like huh heard the premise saw a bit of an episode Nope.
1: <laughs> um what what I liked about it is that um he he switches from so in his head he's human, but yep. when when he's talking, he's the evidence. He's in he's in character. And so it, oh, it <laughs> and so it's very interesting because anytime
0: ca- he any, well anytime he he tries to go out of character, something happens and like it forces him to go back into character. Yes.
1: Yeah. And apparently he's feeling stuff like he can feel things now and he's feeling like an undead so they're trying to make it um like what would it be like to be undead and so like um there's a couple of scenes where he as a human he would be someone who would feel compassion but because he's an undead he doesn't feel anything and he's aware that he's not feeling anything so, so it's, I should
0: be—it's feeling something right now. It's, it's very interesting. It, <laughs> it, it
1: gets very interesting, and like I said, for if anything, it's very entertaining. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially know. towards the end when he has—well, I'm not gonna say. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. There's lots of memes about when he it. has
2: to spoiler the spoiler in spoiler. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's lots of memes about that final spoiler part, part of it, though.
3: I have the feeling that I've probably seen all the memes. I just don't know it's from that show.
0: Yeah.
2: Most likely. Yeah.
3: Hold the door.
2: All the buffs he puts on. Yeah. Before. <laughs> but does he put on underwear?
0: Before before we fight, buff, 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 buff. Yeah,
3: like, <laughs> what he needs probably is Goku pants. <laughs> he's,
1: he's very, he actually has a red suit. So there you go.
3: <laughs>
1: well, classically, the main character wears red. Mm-hmm. Very
2: true. Which I probably need to add some red to Bob and Ray.
3: <laughs> well, no, like like what you also need to do is like when you get somebody to illustrate the stuff finally, you just need to make sure that they use two primary colors throughout, orange and blue.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but only in their pants. No, no, no. Also their top. Goku pants though.
3: Yeah, <laughs> well, you know how that old adage is about like movie posters, like how like a lot of times the most popular movie posters, the one you're always like gravitate towards with your eyes, That's are forever, the ones boy. that have like an orange and blue kind of tone to them. Yep.
2: So everything Ray's from... going to a tanning booth and Bob's around. <laughs> <Got it. laughs>
0: everything from the early two thousands till now, pretty much. Had that big like swash of orange and then like a blue background.
3: It's kind of uh, like movie trailers nowadays. Always have to have like, boom, yeah, the blonde. The, blonde. <laughs> the inception
2: waws, <laughs> <boas>. yeah, <Blonde. laughs> and now Run! they get ice cream. <laughs> <Boas>.
3: <laughs> I'm still waiting for somebody to cut a Love Live trailer with the uh, walls. <laughs> <laughs> In, I would like to see that. It
0: fades to black yeah. every time.
3: It's like, no habitation, <laughs> <laughs> They
2: found a friendship that would last them. The rest of the <laughs> <laughs> <"Bleh!" laughs>
3: That should be our title. <laughs> <"Bleh!"> <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I have a strange temptation to want to go see Dunkirk. When it comes <laughs> <out>. <laughs>
0: Isn't that ninety
2: percent blah?
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. It is. No, no, this,
4: like...
3: one, this one, this one—the trailer was all like. It yeah, was. Well, because they <laughs> counting
2: the seconds until the blah.
3: Yep. Yeah, because yeah, like as as it keeps going, the wahs get more and more intense. Yep. And then it cuts off all of a sudden, like when it reveals like the title and everything. Yeah
1: speaking of that just um, as a very small question for all of you uh, as a person who's visually impaired and depends on audio dialogues between people and this movie not having mostly uh, dialogue do you think uh, that is something that can add to to a, a movie does that work where you only show when you focus on you know what's being shown to you—the images and you know the pretty explosions or whatever.
3: Well, th- that's a rough line to cross. Like a really good example is—I don't know if you ever got a chance to catch this—was Wally. Um, a good know. chunk of the wa- of Wally had like almost no dialogue. Because it was, it was purely, a robot that
1: could only say his name.
3: Yeah, it was purely a visual kind of experience, mm-hmm. and that can be kind of rough for for you.
1: Moana is another example, too. Which one? Uh, the Disney movie of uh, the girl. What, no, which one? Did you just say Moana? Moana.
2: Moana? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty good movie. But,
1: but,
3: yeah, it also relied on a lot more visual stuff than necessarily dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And it is uh, something that they do. Most of the time, they use the lack of something to pronounce something else. Mm-hmm. Like, the lack of, you know, dialogue makes the visuals that Uh, yeah because they are what you have to go on Mm -hmm. so
0: lack of music would be great right some of these
2: movies too because I. but then they wouldn't have wads i'm
0: talking about like moana no moana (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that that one stupid ass song like it's so shiny god i hate that fucking song that and
2: them remixing 80s songs that i didn't like when i first heard them sweet dreams sweet yeah. dreams are made of cheese maryland yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. manson did a better version than the eurythmics yeah. did yeah. but i was actually talking about the sound of silence for the Go. ghost in the shell trailer Go. you know what i didn't need another version of that song i, I hate don't that you mean song
3: enjoy the silence
0: enjoy the silence I Enjoy the embrace the silence
3: no, it's Joy of the, the, the Silence, sound- originally by Depeche Mode, then covered by Failure. Yeah, that. you said uh, The, sound of, the sound of Silence. Which
2: also is another I hate really annoying...
1: Song. But as you were
3: saying, Don, we're Remake. going off on tangents. Uh, yes, we are. It's
1: what we do. Yeah, that's right, it's good. Um, so d- does that work for you? Does uh, Since it
2: is kind of minimalistic... It does kind of work, but only when you sparingly. If, like, I couldn't sit through a silent film. Hell, I can't even sit through black and white films. I will fall asleep ten times out of ten. Of course, I will also fall asleep during Lord of the Rings Two Towers, so that's not really a very good (laughs) uh, barometer.
0: I can no longer watch uh, Star Wars Episode Four. I've seen it so many times, I fall asleep.
3: No, yeah, I think like it really depends on the director, like. The director in this case is Christopher Nolan, who is kind of known with his visual imagery. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only, of course, to his Batman trilogy that he did, Interstellar, but stuff mm. like Interstellar, Insomnia. Memento? Wasn't
2: he for he did he, uh, responsible for Memento? Yeah,
3: that yep. that was the film that's like started it. Uh, catapulted him and got him the batman job it's all phase. visual stuff with him mm-hmm. yeah he tends to be very like heavy on his visuals um with dunkirk it's taking more of a realistic visual turn mm-hmm. so i could see that like the, if anything it's gonna be more about the brutalities of, of war I especially see. during that time period yeah i can,
0: I can already see somebody with, like no
2: spoilers. You know this is history, right? Mm-hmm. This has really happened. Yeah. Again, you respond <laughs> with my classic line of, hey, uh, in the passion, Christ dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, and plus it's just like, don't tell me if Tom Hardy dies.
3: He's, he's my crush. Mm. I want to tell him that I'm like a tiger in bed.
2: <laughs> and he wants to <laughs> tell the security detail to get this person away from me. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> Well, I mean seriously, if someone just comes up to you at random and goes, I'm like a tiger in bed, how would you react? You would actually you would react very horribly normally. Exactly. Because kind of... that's just not something you go up to people. It's like not, hi, how are you doing? I'm a fan of your work. It's no, I want to be on you. Yeah. <laughs> how does anyone think that will end well? Of course, you know what would end well? This podcast?